0: Finding Purpose, The Song of My Life, The Heart of the Matter, Episode 80. Welcome back, friends. Through my weekly stories, you have been getting all the details about the early years of my life with Thomas. With the addition of the video conversations, you can get a tiny glimpse into what my life looks like today. Along with all the unique experiences we had, I think the most important thing is what goes deeper than the outward events that were taking place. God was changing our hearts and our minds through each new phase. I can just imagine Thomas in those days reading Proverbs 23 verse 26 and hearing God's word. Give me your heart, my son, and let your eyes delight in my ways. Our daily challenges came down to making a choice to either hold on tight to what we wanted or or to surrender, accepting the circumstances as part of God's plan. It was fascinating for me talking with my daughter Miriam and granddaughter Adina. As my children were growing up, it was natural for them to take for granted our particular lifestyle at whatever time that was, and so it was fun for me to listen to the questions that they have now. Our conversation caused me to reflect on the parallels between our home life at Trudering and how it evolved over the next 30 years. In talking together, we were trying to connect the dots from the past to the present, if that's even possible. The main two questions were, how did we teach our children to pray and how to know Jesus in a personal way? I just noticed that rhymes It just so happens that it is the subject of my next episode. These were two important goals Thomas and I had as parents. I think this became solidified during the months that Steve and Terry were living with us. Thomas and I wanted to keep our children on an even keel in the midst of all the action with people coming and going. There were many advantages for them growing up in the community, but sometimes it could also be very distracting. I recently listened to yet another tape and found recordings of me teaching the group of children intrudering. During those years, the children were between two and five years old, and we had decided to create a kindergarten class for them at home. I had forgotten the details, so it was fun to discover this tape, which I first had to repair to be able to listen to it. It's a sample of how we were teaching our children about Jesus with songs, crafts, memorizing scriptures, and games. Sometimes I even brought out my accordion for them to sing along with. Here's a few examples from one morning in the children's room, where I used a combination of English and German. I was making the tape to send my mother in California.
1: Asking questions and she plays with Mary and she asks Mary, what things are in Deutsch, and it's just really exciting right now, because we're all, everybody in the house, and the children, too, are really entering into speaking the language more, and we have a lot of visitors. Okay, you guys, listen. Children want to share with you a poem, a prayer that they learned. Can everybody say it so that grandma can hear? Dear yes, God, thank you for this day. Or the Bible. For the Bible. You gotta sing it loud so she can hear you.
2: Next, I want you to sing with
1: me. Yeah. Okay. So, what about um, uh, if everybody counts for Grandma and in Deutsch? In Deutsch. Everybody stands count. Uh, Yes. Okay, do you want to do a
2: dance for Grandma? Yeah. You say your name. Yeah. what's your name? I am Rebecca. Rebecca? Yeah. Say hi,
1: Grandma Gina. Hi, do dance.
2: Good. Jesse, how old are you? I'm four. Do you
1: know, would you like to sing some songs for Grandma Gina? Mm-hmm. Together with the children. Mm-hmm. Okay, Judith, come here. Ein is squirrel. And, and I was going to something. this is the nut. Uh-huh, nut. Nut. Oh, and what is this? Nut. Yeah. What is this? ball.
2: Ein ball.
1: ball? And what is this? das? a And what is
2: I I'm, I'm pilt.
1: And what is pilt in English? I'm
2: mushroom. hmm A mushroom. Mm-hmm. A mushroom. A mushroom. I'm younger, I'm boy. I a, a boy. Unbased that. I bum a tree. I'm a tree. I'm Good,
1: Judah. Jesse, apple stop. Apple. Mary, was ist das? Hase. in English? Uh, rabbit. Rabbit. Gut. Und was ist das?
3: Was ist
2: das? Let
0: me know what I mean. Good. There is also a clip of the kids singing a Hebrew folk song, but because they were trying to dance in a circle, it sounds pretty loud and chaotic, so I won't include it. Another point that came up in the video conversation was the importance of being good examples for our children to follow. I mentioned a song that Miriam wrote that is on my daughter's album titled Share Eternity. It's called Shaken. Grew up in a Christian family, There you go, shaking your head, I see. But ever since I was a little girl, let him inside, he changed my world. See, my father practiced what he preached. In your weakness, let God succeed. See, my mother loves us truthfully. Built our house on a rock, you see. The chorus is, I won't be shaken, I won't be shaken. My mind ain't changing, my mind ain't changing. That song was written in 2006, but what Thomas was learning as a father in his 20s took place in the early 1970s. Being a responsible adult, a good husband and father, was the farthest thing from what he had learned at home. It was a growing process of God molding him into a vessel that would glorify him. On the tape where Thomas spoke to his mother, he explained that he was getting a clearer understanding of how his character developed as a child and as a teenager. When we lived at Living Waters, he did tell me about the hang-ups and insecurities he had, but he had experienced so much healing during that time that he didn't really think about it anymore. Now, three years later in Munich, he was gaining new insight, I believe that being back in Germany and visiting his parents caused him to remember his old life. I was surprised myself listening to him talk to his mother about such a personal part of his heart and soul. He said to her, before I was 20, I was forgetful, unconcentrated. I jumped back and forth with my thoughts and my actions. I was egotistical and lazy and not open to any kind of instruction. But now it is different because Jesus saved me and he's renewing my mind. Perhaps this explained to her what kind of effect it had had on him growing up without a father around. She was on her own and constantly at her wits end, just trying to get him through school. Knowing that he was cutting classes, smoking hash and showed no respect for the teachers, she had her hands full. I can also see on his report cards that the teachers were at a loss and kept sending his mom warning letters. You get a clear understanding of the state of his mind and his cold heart as he described it in episode 38. He knew too well the truth of the proverb that says, foolishness is bound in the heart of a child. He remembered all the times he had lied and manipulated his mother, determined to get his own way. When we lived at Living Waters, he often went up to the prayer cabin on Saturdays. After a couple of hours, he would come home and tell me that he was writing a letter to his mother. He would end up crying out to the Lord, asking God to forgive him for his past. Now, three years later in Munich, he was the father of two. Holding down a full time job and serving to the best of his ability in our large household. This shows me that the most important thing to God is the matters of the heart. Nothing is impossible for him. He alone has the power to transform our lives. There was a lot that was being required of both of us in those days. My biggest hurdle was not about the work or being a mother, but learning the German language. Thomas did a great job encouraging me and even praising me to his mother. He told her that she would be amazed how I had blossomed and I wasn't so shy anymore. He showed a great deal of patience when we practiced speaking German with each other. I had regular conversations with the German women in our house and read the Bible with them, but what was especially helpful was listening to Steve teach the Bible in English and Thomas translate. Of course, that was a much different vocabulary than what I had learned at the language school, but definitely important. The bravest test I managed was going with Thomas and a group of brethren to marine plots to share the gospel. We would sing and someone would give a short message or testimony. Then a few of us would hand out pamphlets and speak individually to people who were standing around. I never felt confident in doing that in English, let alone in German. I think Thomas was pretty proud of me for at least trying. So here is a funny example of me stumbling through a recording to my mother-in-law in in German. I will give you the translation afterwards.
3: Guten Tag Mutti. Ich liebe dich. Ich hoffe, dass ich kann in Deutsch sprechen. Wir haben das Paket bekommen. Es ist schwer für mich in Deutsch, weil ich bin nicht so gut in Englisch mit mit Prediger.
4: Aber es wird schon. Weißt du, Mutti, wir versuchen mehr und mehr Deutsch auch miteinander zu sprechen. Uns? Ja, wir beide. Und ab und zu klappt es ganz gut, aber oft fallen wir wieder zurück und sprechen Englisch. Da kannst du auch für uns beten, dass wir beständig daran bleiben.
3: Ja, ich muss... Um, ich muss das... Don't know me. Ich muss das kennenlernen mein deutsch deutscher mann
4: Nee. <lacht> ist right ja yeah.
3: ich habe nie gedacht dass mein mann ist deutsch <lacht> no. und jetzt ich ich muss es deutsch lernen und I look forward to...
4: Ich freue mich darauf.
3: Ich freue mich darauf, denn wir können viel Deutsch sprechen. Mm. Und ja. Das ist gut.
4: Hier ist Esther. Esther, sag mal was. Gu, 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 gu.
1: Esther. Esther. say der, der.
4: Der, da, der. Da. Das kann man. Das. Mummy, <laughs> me you talk to Grandma now. Say something to her.
3: Gonna, I love you. Don't be silly. Why don't you tell Grandma how to count in Deutsch? Yeah. One. No, in Deutsch. Two. Three. Five. No,
4: first four.
2: Six. Seven. Eight, nine, ten.
4: Okay, Eins.
2: Eins. Zwei Zwei Fünf Sechs Sieben Sieben Acht, acht
4: Zehn Und, und was über vier?
2: Vier und neun und neun ja. zehn. Ja.
4: Nomi, wie heißt du? Nomi, wie heißt
2: du? Me, Nomi
4: Und Wie alt bist du?
2: In Trudeling.
4: Nein, nein, wie alt bist du? Zwei Jahre.
2: Zwei Jahre.
4: Und wo wohnst du? Was wohnst du? Where do you live?
2: In Ruhrweker. In,
4: In Trudeling.
2: In <lacht> Trudeling.
4: Okay, Mutchen, das Ding ist ja gleich zu Ende. Ich gehe schnell rüber zum Postamt und, und schick
0: das ab. That section ends with the children talking and learning English and German at the same time. Thomas asked Naomi where she lives, and she answered, in Eureka. (laughs) Then he reminded her, we live in Trudering. The point that I was making is extraordinary, and even more so that I was voicing my thoughts in German. I told Nadia, my mother-in-law, I must get to know my German husband. I never thought that my husband is German, but now I must learn the language and I am happy to the time when we speak much German to each other. Well, I actually don't remember having such a clear thought along those lines. And even though we did get comfortable with German at home, it was never how we talked about personal things. English was from the day we met until the day he passed away, including that day, the foundation of our relationship. Now, back to another question my daughter asked on the video. How did we teach our children the Bible? First of all, I give most of the credit to our pastor, Jim Durkin, who taught us the basic principles of the Bible. He had a gift to explain everything in a simple way, which also helped us to communicate those things to our young children. As I told about in the accounts of our life at the Living Waters Ranch, it was a young man named Tom Peterson who taught us there. He was the one who opened up the Bible, showed Thomas the scriptures about making a commitment to follow Christ. Both he and his wife, Cynthia, were an example to us, living a life dedicated to serving. I will forever be thankful that God blessed us with a healthy biblical foundation through them. In Munich, God obviously had rearranged the circumstances to send us yet another such man and his wife. Steve set a new precedence for the evening Bible studies. He had also come out of the drug scene, but the Lord had restored him with the help of Jim Durkin's teachings. Steve began a consistent method of teaching with an emphasis on reading the Bible together. This was so helpful for Thomas because he was being trained to be a pastor elder in the near future. And because we lived together with Steve and his wife Terry, we were also being influenced by their lives on a daily basis. Around the same time, the Radiance Ministry in Eureka started sending packages of tape cassettes to the Tutoring House. Gradually it became a regular part of Thomas's schedule listening to Jim's sermons and taking detailed notes. I have been looking through Thomas's notebook from those days and can see how he started translating the teachings into German. That brings me to summarize my answer to the questions my daughter asked. Of course, much of what we learned about family life came from my parents' example, but specifically about Bible knowledge, Thomas and I learned the bible gives instructions for all areas of life and it is possible to live accordingly in closing today i found the perfect bible verse psalm 71 verses 17 and 18. oh god you have taught me from my youth and i still declare your wondrous deeds and even when i am old and gray O god do not forsake me until i declare your strength to this generation, and your power to all who are to come. For your righteousness reaches to the heavens. You have done great things, O God, who is like unto you. And let's not forget the Apostle Paul's encouraging words, Therefore we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. So take heart friends, bye for now.